This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Hey, glory hole motherfuckers. This is Desert Dave down in San Antonio. First off, all those goddamn amputee jokes, I'm highly offended. You know how long it took me to dial my fucking cell phone with my stumps, motherfuckers? Just to call and leave you a message about how insensitive you bastards are? Hey guys, Steve, the tow guy. Haven't, uh, haven't called you guys in a long time. Um, what show status? I don't know if I'm too late because it's uh, Monday. Uh, but um, yeah, man. Uh, men, dudes, guys. Um, I used to listen to Wu Tang Clan back in the day a lot. So I don't know if that counts as any kind of Wu because the Wu was in there. Um, yeah. We'll call it Ethan's Facebook page. Awesome. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome at. This is episode 247. What? Thank We're in the 40s. We're in the fucking late 50s, bro. Fucking, I don't, this is an episode. Christ. I, look, (laughs) I got it wrong. (laughs) Yes, you did. All right. It's been a long day. It took us 40 fucking minutes to get our fucking guests on the goddamn call. (laughs) We have two robots joining us from overseas today. We got the fucking girl from Little Wonder on the line. <laughs> and Johnny Five. <laughs> oh. We've got Andy Wilson and uh, Mike Marshall on the line to join us today. And you guys are, you know, to introduce you guys would take fucking another 35 minutes because of the fucking number of projects that you folks uh, continually put out there. QED, though, uh, that's, that's just... Uh, Wrapped up relatively recently. By relatively, I mean a couple of months ago. The two episodes of Incredulous ago. A fucking few months ago. Not, not even a joke. <laughs> I think that's accurate yeah, to the right? uh, to the show. That's just a, a reflection of reality. I'm not even taking the piss there. Is that how I, I got to yeah. say, we started the conversation to have them on the show <laughs> on June 19th. Right. <laughs> on June 19th, we invited Andy on, and Andy yeah. said... Sure. And then we've been waiting since June. It's like it's like not only, Andy, are your shows, you know, spaced out quarterly, but evidently so 
<laughs> so are your guest podcast appearances. I've been very, very busy. Well, the thing is, it takes Andy a long time to arrange anything because you know how they've got that kind of mission to kind of fly by Pluto and there's this long delay but through which any transmission has to take place while the information gets back and forth. It's the same with Andy. If you try and email him, you have to go like the month that it takes for him to read it, the month that it takes him to respond. You got It's like pinging a satellite at the far end of the solar system, essentially. Oh, fuck you guys. I'm super responsive. I'm super responsive. There's no, no delay like that at all. Uh. What really happened? No, no, no. Let's, let's not let this drop just yet. What really happened is... Let's that, open with a big fight. Yeah, Marsh and I replied to your email, and then you spent two fucking months waiting to reply to that. That's what actually uh, happened. I, I, I don't know, because... You know, I think on August 28th, we said, how's Saturday, October the 24th? And then on September the 17th, I asked, how is it now? <laughs> so, you know, just throwing out there, it, I did check yeah, up after true. nearly 30 days had elapsed. I will, I will say, I will say this. Tom and I should have been recording in the same spot today. We should have been out. I should have been out recording with Tom and it would have been a much easier call when they had so many of us on the line. It would have been so robotic. But I went to go rent a car today and my license expired. I didn't look at it. I didn't notice my license expired. They wouldn't rent a car to me today so I could drive out to go see Tom. And so I wanted to ask you guys. Now I have two licenses, right? I have a license to drive a car, but I also have a license to buy ammunition in Illinois. It's called a Foyd card. Okay. And so I got my license to drive a car in 2011, and it expired on my birthday this year, which was in July. So in 2008, I got my license, my Foyd, to buy ammunition. I was just curious, how long do you think that that will last until, or do you think it's already expired? Until your 65th birthday. So in about five years. <laughs> I, I think you get a good century out a of it. A century? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Americans don't live a hundred years. Uh, yeah, Come on, guys. We're talking actually, about ammunition here. Yeah, you could you could will that down to your kids. So there you go. No, it's, it actually lasts until twenty twenty. Right. So my wow. my my your <laughs> license to drive a vehicle yeah. is a four year license, right? A four yeah. year license. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's fucking insane. Well, what's yeah. yours? Until like I'm sixty five. No. What? Oh yeah, it's ten years now. It was six, when I'm sixty five when I first got mine. <laughs> it said like I got my license and it said like 2028 or something like that on it I think you renew them every 10 years yeah I got what? mine in 2007 and it expires 2017 yeah it's 10 years but the but you know like I think I think when you go in I think you just have to take the written test again what do you have to fucking do again wait you have to take the test again to get a new license uh, yeah and you gotta like you gotta I mean you have to this do, is I ridiculous think to, well what if you forgot how to drive a car we have to basically I think we just send off a form and a photo Oh, you you get to provide your own photo? Yeah, we've got like a photo ID. So you just need the only reason that it expires, as far as I'm aware, is because ten years ago you don't look like you do now, and they want the photo to be up to date. Okay, but yeah. slow the fucking train. Hold on a minute, or the car, as the case may be. <laughs> you send them the photo. What if I fucking send somebody else's photo? Then you you couldn't use the license because it wouldn't look like you. Well, no, but I could give that license to somebody else, and they could per they could use it as an alternate identity. Yeah, but the first time you, the first time you apply for your license, it has to be signed by two people of importance, like a doctor or a wait. lawyer. Yeah. Wait, are you kidding? It has to be signed by two people of importance. Yeah, like yeah, a justice yeah. of the peace, a doctor, that sort of thing. It's got to be notarized. You're essentially. fucking making this up. No. 
Yeah, you're right. We are ridiculous. You guys renew your license every four years and have to take a test to make sure you can still remember how to drive. <laughs> this is what's fucking wrong with America. This is why you're not the intellectual powerhouse you'd like to be, is that you, need, you guys need to be reminded how to drive every four fucking years. <laughs> the worst part of the license process in the UK, though, is is queuing up waiting for the Queen to sign it, isn't it, Marsh? It is. I mean, God, <laughs> no, that's, that's a that's, pain. It's just a nightmare. So before we get started, too, I had another British question I want to ask you guys. So Sure. We got uh, an email story uh, where somebody uh-huh. said, here's some funny names of places, and some of them were funny to us, and some of them weren't, you know, like fucking Cock and Balls Avenue and things like that. You know, like like uh, getting fucked at the park, whatever. You know what I mean? Like they had yeah, all these yeah. different like little, little names and whatnot, but uh, there was a couple yeah. of them that we just didn't get. And there was... Mm-hmm. One of them was like Minge Avenue or something <laughs> like that, and, and and we and we stopped and, we, and I thought I had heard Ali G say Minge once or whatever, but mm-hmm. I, what I really want is I kind of want to know. I know what it is, right? It's a pussy, right? At least that's why I think it's it, Minge is slang for oh, pussy. Okay. But what is it? How do you use Minge in a sentence for me? Because I just want to, I want to sort of ex- expand my vocabulary. <laughs> You know, I genuinely don't think I've ever used the word minge in a sentence other than that sentence where I said I don't think I've used the word minge in a sentence. Is well, there, a- are two, there are two meanings for it. There are two meanings for it. One is the, one is the lady garden. Lady garden. And, and the, other one is, uh, the other one is somebody who's uh, really tight with their money is also known as a minge or a minge bag. That's a very northwestern thing. I'd never heard of minge bag until I moved to Liverpool, and I wouldn't, I'd only heard of minge in the vagina sense. And, th- and I thought, what the hell are you guys calling each minge other? Minge is a horrible name for <laughs> vagina because it sounds like mange. It sounds like you're going to have to put like a pill oh, up there on. to like clear a- it up. 80 per- 80% of the words for vagina are awful. But that's true, I guess, right? I, I think yeah. 80% is somewhat conservative, yeah. to be perfectly yes. frank. <laughs> what I like is, I, I like the idea of somebody trying to use the word minge in a kind of a sexy or a sexting kind of way. Like, this is a, a sedu- yeah. like, their seductive technique would hinge upon their, their use of the word minge. I, I like to picture that in my head and see exactly how that conversation would go, because it's the least sexy sounding series of noises the human body can actually make <laughs> with the mouth, I think. <laughs> If there's a distinction between base and crude, it's in that distinction. It's kind of uh, very uh, uh, sort of uh, common, I would say, to see it. It would be seen as kind of really chavvy, as it were. Um, chavvy? None of this wait, means. What is he talking about? What's happening here? Chavvy is kind of uh, redneck. It's kind of uh, council estate redneck. Oh, okay. So it's it would like be seen as kind okay, of like, yeah, not quite hillbillyish because it would be in sort of like towns yeah. and stuff. But yeah, it's that kind of thing. So you, you wouldn't, okay. I, I don't know why you'd use it, essentially. As a term, I don't. I can't see a good reason for using it. I like the fact, Marsh, that you managed yeah. to rhyme hinge and me. I did. I, heard that too. I thought intentional. I thought you were going somewhere with that. Yeah. I, I, was I wasn't going to continue somewhere. rhyming all the way through like I was fucking Doctor Zeus <laughs> or, or how you sort of pronounce it. I want the, the the cat in the hat. The cat in the hat knows a lot about that. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. It wasn't a ninja in the hinge that would make you cringe. <laughs> So, guys, you, you're talking about street names that uh, are a little bit strange. I live in Southport in the UK, and uh, we've got a road here called Cockle Dicks Lane. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> what? I love it. Brilliantly, in, in the place around by the corner from where, where my office is, there's a place called Balls Road, and that's genuinely where the vasectomy clinic is. There's a vasectomy <laughs> clinic on Balls Road. I mean, that is fucking rubbing it in. That is really rubbing it in. <laughs> Rubbing it in. I hope that's one of their services. Is that is that a private, <laughs> is that a private clinic? I don't know. I've had a vasectomy. Afterwards, you're not looking for any kind of rubbing. <laughs> you just want to be left alone. 
That's not a rub. All right, guys. So we wanted to have you on to talk about uh, this story from Yahoo News, uh, because that's where all the best news, of course, comes from. Mysterious city in the sky gets conspiracy theorists a buzz. Um, so it, it turns out that there was a uh, cloud formation in China this week um, that looks vaguely geometric in nature. Somebody took a few pictures. Maybe there's a shitty video that you can take a look at. Um, and there are people who, no shit, <laughs> think that there is a goddamn magical cloud city <laughs> floating above China. Um, so I just I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, on the magical cloud city um, and whether or not uh, Lando Calrissian is there or just <laughs> probably there. Do you think that's what it is? Do you think it's kind of stealth marketing for the upcoming Star Wars film? It's going to start just putting bits here and there. If you go in the middle of the desert, there's going to be a massive worm oh, that you can man. throw people to. The marketing budget on that is immense. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, Goodness. they're going big bucks on it. They really are trying Goodness. to go all out uh, yeah, to, to try and push that film. No, it's, it's amazing, really, because you see it. And it, the, the idea, idea is that thousands of people had seen this and hundreds of people have taken photos and videos to try this one really short, really grainy single video has made it onto every single uh, news channel that's, uh, that's, that's run this. And not another single photo or video of this has emerged at all, which in, in no way implies that this is either a fake or a kind of a misappropriation of a different, uh, of a, of a different phenomenon. Um, I'm, I'm leaning on fake, but it is, it's amazing how many people have uh, really taken this story and really run with it. Uh, let, let their imaginations run wild with it, really. You know, you, you've got to wonder, like, what would the what would be the point of it? Like, it, let's imagine for just a, for just a fucking moment, let's imagine there was a magical cloud city. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh man, guys, look, it's a magical cloud city. This changes everything. <laughs> really? How? What the fuck would you fucking do with a magical cloud city over China? All of China. You know what's a magical cloud city? Beijing in the summer. That's what a magical cloud fucking city is. And it's and it's and it's serious too because when your when your pollution is making its own cities above the fucking, <laughs> you know your pollution is fucking run amok at that point. Maybe that's it. Maybe the air there is just so thick that you can now actually use it as foundation, and they're just <laughs> building up from that. It's, like, it's, like it's, it's actually sculptable. Yeah. It's just like a fucking four-year-old is like playing with sandcastles. But guys, of course, you realize that this is just uh, another sign that the New World Order is on its way. Well, I keep waiting for the New World yeah. Order. It sounds great. Yeah, It's better than the No Actual Order that we have now. Well, I, I, read, um, I read an article from... Um, Yahoo conspiracy theorist amatwat.com and it said that uh, that this was actually um, a hologram as part of the uh, project bluebeam um, I saw that I like ca- the, the project yeah, bluebeam thing yeah, I am buying that I think that, I'm on it I'm I'm happy with that This is probably NASA's secret plan to uh, to embed their own religion that everyone in the whole world is going to subscribe to Yeah I looked this up they've got a four part plan apparently NASA this is what they're doing the first step is to uh, uncover archaeological findings that uh, dispute all the major world religions. And I don't know why they're kind of like retrofitting reality to that. So, well, we've all kind of shown that, uh, you know, the world isn't 6,000 years old and the uh, Turin Shroud isn't real. So rather than accept that, that just proves that these religions are man-made. Instead, this minute. is evidence that NASA's trying to discredit religion by faking stuff. Can, can we slow down a little bit? Because I'm a little slow on the uptick. Hmm. What the fuck would NASA be doing digging up fossils? 
Yeah. I'm, I'm incredibly confused by that. Like, all the paleontologists are like, that was our job. <laughs> <laughs> Why is NASA? Like, NASA fucking shows up with, like, like the little brushes and the tiny little fucking dental picks, and they're like, "We got this shit, bro." That's supplemental income because they they got their budget got slashed in the U.S., so they had to like figure out some way to do it. So they thought they'd just dig up some fossils and sell them to like the Museum of Science and Industry or something. Yeah. Would you be like terribly confused, like a paleontologist, like we've already dug up evidence that disputes all the world religions? Like, what? Well, you see, this is it. This is why these these conspiracy theorists are like, well. All that evidence disputes all world religions. So either all world religions aren't like founded on evidence, or someone's trying to pr- make us think they aren't. Why would they think that? Because they want us to believe their own religion. And because apparently, step two of NASA's grand plan to to sell their own religion is to put on a big space show involving holograms. Like they're going down the kind of the two pack kind of route of uh, getting a hologram out there, and apparently they're going to then send out a hologram of uh, everybody's god that they believe in will be seen in the sky, telling them, "No, nah, don't worry about this religion. It's all about this new one that NASA's starting." And that's the whole point of, of, of Project uh, Blue Beam, apparently. And this is proof of that because they've made a city appear in the sky for a second and a half on a really grainy <laughs> bit of footage. A grainy bit of footage that has all been put out by one YouTube channel called Paranormal Crucible. And I think they were named after the Arthur Miller play which something totally normal blown completely out of all proportion becomes something ridiculous. Oh, God. Well, they have got an answer to this because this is step three of their plan is that they're going to use uh, telepathic communication so that the, these uh, holograms will be able to speak directly into everybody's brains uh, and they'll be able to tailor it depending on which religion they're from. So I don't know whether you put up a generic shape in the sky, kind of a fuzzy outline, like you're, you're looking at something, but you haven't quite tuned an old-fashioned television in. You've got a bit of static on it. And then they use the telepathic communication to kind of clear up, like, oh, by the way, I'm, uh, insert God here. Uh, and then uh, all, all the things. But they reckon this telepathic communication, it's going to happen through low-level radio waves. That's enough. That's enough. That, that, that's all we need to say about that. We don't need to go into how that technology works. So how are you going to do the tele- telepathy? Uh, probably some low-level radio waves. <laughs> Enough said. Say no more. Yeah. On board with that. Well, you know, the, the, the problem is that not everybody has a fucking CB antenna mounted to the side of their fucking head. <laughs> so, <they're> not, <laughs> so unless you're one of the most of the humans walking around without a fucking antenna mounted to your nugget, I don't know what fucking good it would do. Maybe step like, two and a half of NASA's scheme is to uh, subtly put little uh, radio micro, radio sort of receivers into people's ears when they're not that, looking. That'll be right. the, that'll be the mark of the beast. I think we it's figured only this deaf out. people that could hear it, right? Because they've got the hearing aid. You know, it's like cochlear. Oh, implant. we tuned into all the fucking dudes with hearing aids. Like, like, like the apocalypse is going to happen through an induction loop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it. Step four of their plan, uh, which this is that this is the end step. This is kind of the last thing they need to do to get everybody to follow their religion is to convince people that there's an alien invasion and to convince the Christians that it's the rapture. And that's it. After that point, alien invasion, right at this point, we now are going to follow NASA's weird religion headed up apparently by the Antichrist. No idea why it has to be the Antichrist at the head of it. Never adequately explained. Which of the uh, which of the GOP candidates is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually they're all Voltron. Yeah. It turns out like, <laughs> they just joined together into one super pack candidate. Well, I like that uh, in the um, in the footage that was. So it was on the Yahoo News site in the science section. Mm-hmm. Can you guys think you were, I mean, in America, I mean, Yahoo. <laughs> you, could you shed some light on that for me? Is it like, Yahoo! 
Jews. Yeah. Is that what it is? So. Andy, Andy, it's just like that. It's exactly <laughs> it. Just it nailed it. Yeah, no, this is actually the, the, the Yahoo News is actually just a reference to Gulliver's Travels. You know, like they, <laughs> we just recognize we're all a bunch of fucking Yahoos and we'll just take a look at whatever fucking garbage they put on the science section. Well, if it is a reference to Gulliver's Travels, shit. it's very appropriate to have in the science section a story about a cloud city. Right? It works perfectly. That's why it's why Americans are just like, oh, Cloud City in China. Um, oh, and join the not silence America. from Nobody the two of the guys. And join the silence from the two of the guys on this who maybe don't know Gulliver's Travels quite as well. We're, we're looking for a very small niche area of uh, your listenership who uh, would bother listening to a show like this and have been educated enough to have read Gulliver's Travels. I think that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is you. That's you. Mm. You've, you've segregated the audience to you. <laughs> <laughs> Are we, and you're on it. Yeah. Are we not even uh, 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 considering Fata Morgana? Uh, well, that's one of the explanations put forward. So they, they said it was either this mm. kind of uh, Project Bluebeam or it's a, a Fata Morgana, you know, a, a mirage. Uh, other people said it was a parallel universe. But I think they just misunderstood because it was appearing directly kind of perpendicular, di- directly level with the horizon, uh, but up a little bit. That's not what a parallel, what parallel universe means. is, though. It's exactly as we are, but it's just kind of a few hundred feet up uh, from us. That's, it's not about a universe that's running parallel in that sense. Yeah, that's that sucks for plane flight, really, you know. Well, in the, uh, in the, in the video, there, you can see that people are walking across the bridge and they see this, uh, this image and uh, they're paying attention to it but apparently something good has come out of it uh, there's been an interesting development in psychological research so there was some evidence from the footage that married couples were more traumatized than single people by the incident go on and they've andy all sent, they've all been sent to mirage guidance councils oh, thank you yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, love yeah. It. I love it well, it took about a half hour to get there. But <laughs> 30 the fucking way. minutes I've been waiting for that. Wow. 30 minutes. We got there, though. That, that was your entire preparation for this story, wasn't it? Writing that one it very laboured joke. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? And with that, guys, thanks for joining us today. <laughs> <laughs> that was off the cuff and spontaneous, I love you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> when, I, when I wrote it, anyway. But I mean, the point that you, you, you say that people are looking up, obviously, uh, the, the, when you look at the video, the point is that no one, none of the traffic stops, no one looks up. I don't think for a second that is actually even in the, the, the shot. I reckon that's just a Photoshop job. And the fact that all the newspapers that have reported it have said, oh, it's just a big mirage, and they've just jumped on the first explanation of it, uh, I don't think that's actually the explanation. It looks to me like that's just kind of Photoshopped in. We see a very, very short snippet of it. We don't see it come in. We don't see it disappear. That's a Photoshop job, isn't it? Or a, a After Effects job. Well, I've seen some, uh, some other images which are uh, equally compelling. There was another incident in 2011 in China, uh, in the east of China, and um, the effect there was, uh, it was a very misty day, and the effect there was to reflect skyscrapers and to reflect trees mm. uh, so that they appeared in the river. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be unprecedented, but only two weeks ago we discovered a huge alien megastructure around a star. That's true. That's true. You read that story, right? I did. What did, they, did they just figure out it was a bunch of fucking comets or something around it? No, they still haven't worked it out. It's going to be rocks, isn't it? It's going to be fucking rocks. It's always comments. fucking rocks. It's going to be aliens is what it's going to be. Fuck off. It's going to be aliens. Who the fuck are we kidding? There's no Dyson spheres out there. What the there. fuck's a Dyson sphere? That's when, they, that's when they wrap the entire sun in like fucking... They just like harness the whole power of the sun and they put it in a giant sphere. That's what they call it, a Dyson sphere. It's a sci-fi. Is that because it exists in a massive vacuum? Hey! <laughs> that's <laughs> that an English awesome. joke. That's an that English was joke, very well done. <laughs> that was well done, yeah. That was well wow. done. Wow. 
That's only for the people yeah, yeah. in the audience that are intelligent enough to know what vacuums are, though. So. Yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> rough. Rough. I sucked up my whole dirt floor. <laughs> <laughs> We's down to the bedrock. <laughs> so guys, you guys have anything important going on? Anything big happening? I mean, I, I, is there like a, another episode of Incredulous going to be happening? For the <laughs> Let's not get crazy. <laughs> Wasn't there just an episode six or seven months ago? I've re- yes, I've released an episode of Incredulous within the last four weeks. Wow! And there might be another sneaky one coming out a little bit later next week. My goodness! And now, uh, now, Marsh, we actually listened to your show on Andy's show. Uh, yeah, I heard that you were listening to um, uh, my be incredibly with skeptical or whatever. <laughs> yeah, be, be, be incredibly skeptical. skeptical. Yeah, it was great. It was <laughs> no, that was really fun to 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 listen to that and to hear how calm you were to that Unbelievable. guy who kept mm, cutting unreal. you off. And yelling at you the whole time. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, funny as he fuck. is a joy, Leo Rabello. He's uh, the thing is right. I mean, uh, uh, people presume. Uh, hopefully, people have listened to it. But he's an AIDS denialist, uh, homeopath uh, who runs a natural healing center in uh, in India. Uh, who uh, is hugely homophobic, hugely anti Semitic, and one of the most unpleasant people I've ever spoken to. That's why I could stay so calm because the whole time I'm thinking, this is fucking great radio. <laughs> this is fucking gold dust. But I, I followed this guy on Twitter for a while. And honestly, on Twitter, he was astonishing because he, he, my favorite, the, my favorite thing he ever tweeted. Now, I'll set the scene slightly. Is he's got this background picture uh, that you can imagine. I opened up, his, clicked on this particular tweet. Big background picture. Three pictures to it. One is him meeting the Dalai Lama. The other is him meeting Mother Teresa. Uh, and the third one is him meeting uh, another big leader. I forget exactly who it was. It might have been the Indian prime minister or something like that. So three kind of big uh, figures, uh, kind of uh, that, that were well-known kind of uh, and well-respected in some circles, although I'm not a big fan of most of them myself. Um, so that's kind of the background here is that him in this kind of prestigious company. So imagine a little box there with his 140 characters. And the 140 characters says, scientists have found a squid that will never grow old, it will live forever. Which, that bit's true. They found a, a squid or an octopus or something that kind of doesn't die of old age. It kind of goes back, or a jellyfish, it goes back to its kind of uh, early stage. So he's all right there. And then he, he goes on to say, we should take a gene from this jellyfish uh, and inject it into people. And then Wait, he what? says, not the Jews. Not, not the Jews! Oh! <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no, it's amazing! <laughs> Awesome. Just a casual thrown out anti-Semitism. You've got 140 characters and you still manage to be that offensive. There's like a <laughs> there's a skill level to that that is almost admirable. Well, the thing is, he's got the he's got the, the last 15 characters or so. He's really crammed in the offense, so he's got like a whole message to it, and then he's managed to get the. And I was talking to a friend of mine, and he was pointing out that there aren't many tweets that aren't made a lot funnier if you add not the Jews to the end of it. <laughs> it's, it's just a great. It should be replaced. It's a hashtag. We've got to hashtag it. But the, my most fun thing about that guy is that he uh, he thought everybody listening to that show afterwards would be like, yeah, this guy, the, 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 Leo Rabello, is brilliant. And he thought he'd all be against me and all for him. And when the comments were all like, God, you found an absolute crazy person here. This person is dangerous and weird and, and should not be listened to. He was really shocked. So he started leaving comments uh, under pseudonyms, supporting himself. He's like, oh, this most learned and wise Dr. Rabello is clearly a very wise and, and intelligent man. Um, but he did this through several different sock puppets. 
but he realized he had to keep logging out uh, to log in as a different sock puppet. And then his comments disappeared. And he thinks it's because I've deleted it, but it's just because he would have seen his own comment until, but no one else would see it until I approved it, you know? And I was asleep. So he then starts having an argument <laughs> about, about how he's being censored and all of his comments are being deleted and how it's disgusting. And before I've even woken up, one of his comments is saying that he's reporting me to Interpol <laughs> for breaking internet law by censoring him. <laughs> oh, you broke the internet. Internet police are going to show up at your computer oh. and put little fucking cyber handcuffs on you <laughs> and <laughs> drag <laughs> you through the modem to internet jail. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's incredible. And that, then he started doing a thing where he would, one of his sock puppets would start agreeing with the other sock puppet, but then he got all confused. <laughs> and so he'd say, he'd, he'd say like, oh, I agree with person X, not realizing he's logged in as person X. <laughs> so he's now become this weirdly schizophrenic thing as well, where he's talking about himself. Oh, it was, it's incredible. Amazing. We had to shut the, the comments off after like the first 200 or so, but, uh, yeah. He was he was a, a joy to behold. But does it, didn't he uh, do it all from the same IP address every time as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every one of them to the uh, the same IP address. So I got to ask, when do you think "Be Reasonable" is going to pass incredulous in episode numbers? You're creeping up on him now. Oh. You're at thirty two. He's at thirty six. You misunderstand the production uh, values of Incredulous <laughs> by asking that question. Oh, I misunderstand me- the production. You're merely I demonstrating your ignorance <laughs> of the production values of Incredulous. I'm sorry, but, you know, <sighs> chat amongst yourselves. Yeah, that's awesome. Out that's, that's, that's exactly it, because the thing about Be Reasonable is I can rely on my guests to provide something interesting and amusing and worth <laughs> listening to, so I don't need the weeks and weeks of trying to wring blood from the dead stone that is the incredulous seven-hour uh, recording schedule. Damn. Wow. Well, I'm glad I can start uh, that fight between you guys. Uh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. We're, we're still English and you're still American, so fuck you. <laughs> oh, well, guys, thanks for joining us today. Is there anything you guys want to plug before we let you go? I'll just say uh, look out for the dates for QED 2016. They'll be released when they're, soon. when they're released, let us know. We'll let everyone know about it. Right, you are. Right, you are. Off you go, Marsh. I uh, hope you've got a couple of hours, guys. Uh, and I, I won't do a massive plug. <laughs> But um, if you check out some of the stuff that I do, I work for a, a small charity called the Good Thinking Society, which is doing a huge amount of sceptical work, uh, challenging homeopathy on the NHS and undercover investigations of people like Peter Popov, who I met in person, and he blew on my forehead and blessed me. It was a Are very Are you serious? Weird Wait. You met? <laughs> oh, he yeah. Fucking, you got blown by Peter Popov? <laughs> I got blown by Peter Popov. I tell you something as well. I was able to look Peter Popov in the eye and say to him, Mr. Popov, I've followed all of your work for years. All of it. <laughs> uh, and then he moved on. That was, that was joyful. The other thing, and I, I won't go too much into the Popov story, but you can hear it on Skeptics of the K, the other show that I do. But the other thing I did that I was really pleased with is he handed out envelopes, 2,000 people in an audience, he handed out envelopes for people to give him a donation. And lots of people were putting 20 quid, or what, 40, 50 dollars kind of thing in this envelope of the thousands of people that were there. I didn't give him any money, but I took a piece of paper and on it I wrote, Petey, I hope you can hear me, because if you can't, you're in trouble. <laughs> and I sealed that in the envelope, because that is what his wife said right. to him on the James Randi right. expose of him. That's the first line that uh, came over the that's wire. Awesome. So that was a little present just for me to uh, for him to open later. Oh, that's tremendous. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, so you can check all that out at goodthinkingsociety.org. And if anyone wants to support the charity, uh, that would be a huge help. You really should. They're doing some amazing work. Excellent. We'll put it. We'll put it in this yeah. this week's show notes. Whatever the fuck number is, Tom fucked it up, so I have to figure it out later. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, guys. It was awesome, even with all the snafus. It was great to talk to you both. Thanks, all right, guys. You too. Always a pleasure, guys. Always a pleasure. Cheers. Thank you. What makes you think she is a witch? 
Well, she turned me into a newt. A newt. We got better. Burn already! So this story comes from The Guardian. Uh, witchcraft claims against children in Congo DRC reflect curse of poverty. Uh, what? That's a terrible headline, isn't it? It is a pretty bad headline. Uh, sorcery charges are increasingly being used by poverty-stricken Congolese families as an excuse to abandon their children. Ah! <laughs> Can you imagine being a child abandoned in the Congo? Like, that's fucking... Being taken care of in Congo would yeah. be bad enough. <laughs> if, you, if you were like the king of Congo. Right? It's a fucking poor, shitty country. Yeah. Where everybody's poor and nothing is good. <laughs> There's nothing good. And to be like a fucking orphan there? Are you kidding me? Yeah, that seems like it would be unpleasant. Why would parents need an excuse to abandon their kids? Like, ugh, wouldn't want anyone to think ill of me. I know. They're a witch. There we go. Wash my hands of it. What's crazy is that there there's a culture that that that's okay. That that's your get out right. of jail free card. Is yeah. that you can say, oh, there's a witch. Oh, it's a witch. It was a witch. Right. And people will look and be like, and the things that they're choosing, fucking choosing witchcraft about is like, oh, well, fucking the kid uh, <laughs> parents died. One of their parents died in a fucking car accident. Yeah. So it's the kid's fault. It's a witch. So it's like uh, bad news. Your dad's dead. Worst news, you're a witch and it's your fault. Like, I'm 11. Like, what is fucking... Yeah. Okay, go scratch out a subsistence living in the dirt. That's yeah. awesome. That's already what we were doing. Well, you got to do it alone. So, <laughs> that's horrible. I, you know, and, and there's a... there's Because a, there's a cultural relativism argument, a, you know, moral cultural relativism argument that could be sure. made here where people would say something like, oh, well, you know, it's their beliefs. It's what they believe. Um, some beliefs are just horrible. Some beliefs are just... They're just there to hurt people. Yeah. And this is one of them. You know, this this witchcraft thing that whether – it doesn't matter where it's practiced, whether it's it's here and now, in the past, whatever. The witchcraft thing is made to be able to inflict damage on someone else or to shirk responsibility for yourself. Yeah. It's a, it's a way – I think it is a way very much to single out your enemies. Yeah. To point them out either singly or in mass, to group them by some undefined characteristic that you get to just make up as you go, sure. right? And then to just destroy them. You know? Or to, in this case, shirk complete responsibility. Right. You know? Another, Which another, is the same as destroying them when exactly, they're a child. Exactly. You know? and it's exa- you're right. It's exactly the same thing. But it's, you know, it's a, it's a different way to manipulate it. Right. But it's the same way. It's a way. And it's, and it's also probably a way in which to lie to yourself to to. You know, because of the remorse you're feeling for your child. And here's why it's bullshit. If I really thought my kid was a witch that could put a curse on me and make me crash my car. I wouldn't let him out of my sight. Right? Would you? You'd be like, here's a pudding. <laughs> he'd, be like, he'd be like the kid from the, put you in the cornfield right. from the toy. You'd, you'd be like, like uh, I, you said you wanted cookies earlier. I made you all the cookies. Right. <laughs> Like I bought all of the fucking eggs and flour and sugar available. Yeah, there's like there's. I think if I if I thought there was a fucking magical genie that lived in my house that could fucking kill me with a fucking twinkle of its nose or whatever fucking bullshit, I would be like, well, I'm gonna make that genie real happy. I'm gonna buy him fucking Legos, whatever he wants, and fucking dinosaur whatever toys, whatever she wants, whatever it is, doesn't matter. I don't care. Yeah, 
Here's yeah, you're eight years old. You want a hooker? Great. Fine. Here we you know go. What? We'll yeah. share. Yeah. I'll talk. I mean, you're only going to play Legos <laughs> with her. But... She's already on the floor on her hands and knees. Yes. <laughs> Come on. With interesting devices. <laughs> I didn't think you'd make one of those out of Legos. Wow, what are you, an engineer? <laughs> My goodness. That's studded for her pleasure. <laughs> They're all studded. That's, a, that's uh, the genius of Legos. I'll tell you what, you're in S and M. You just throw those on the ground and that's make a, her walk across it. Oh, you know right? what I mean? yeah, there we go. Oh god! Oh. What the fuck did I step on the other day? My son got oh, a little. I'm sorry, I don't care. He got this little toy. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't care. He got this little fucking plastic top out of like a quarter machine. Oh no! That's the, and it like was like buried landmine style in like a blanket on the floor. And it was nighttime, and I was like, I'm going to walk from the bathroom back to my bed like an unsuspecting chump. And I fucking stepped on that thing so hard and embedded it into my foot. I lifted my foot. I was like, oh, my God. Fucking wake the baby. Wake the dog. Wake the wife. Everyone's fucking mad at me. I fell on the ground, and it's stuck inside my foot. I'm like, fucking goddamn. Pull this fucking thing out of my foot, and it's a goddamn Shiny fucking smiley face top, smiling at how, me, Cecil. How deep in your foot was it? Well, did it, did, it require I mean, I'm, a band aid? It did not because I am fat. Thank uh, you. But it, it, your, like it your giant calloused foot, I got <laughs> fucking wedged in that fucking thing. Wow. Fucked up. All kids' toys. She's dead now, right? Well, I killed the okay, whole lot. Good. Of them. Yeah. I killed. I just fucking. <laughs> Destroyed the entire family. Fucking, I, I accused them. I accused them of witchcraft. witchcraft. <laughs> I Sent murdered them. Congo. <laughs> I hope you're as committed to safe sex as you are those abs. I know you're all about that abstinence thing, you know. But I mean, come on, be Palin. Are you serious? Like, you're not gonna hook up with, like, before you're married for real. 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 Oh, this is gross. This is from PhillyVoice.com. Bride prevents father presents father. With I can't read. I just can't. You want me to do it? I, somebody's got to. Bride presents father with certificate of purity on her wedding day. Look, Dad. Ain't nobody fucked me. Because <laughs> I wrote it down on this paper? <laughs> I think this is a good... I, I don't know, Tom... When I when Sarah and I get a divorce, I'm gonna I'm gonna give her a certified pre owned <laughs> thing. That's nice. So, yeah. I don't like, I don't know how you've been treating her, but I don't know if she's gonna she's gonna pass the 126 <laughs> <No>. point check. <laughs> I know I won't. Jesus, <laughs> I'll tell you this: yeah. when somebody's like, they get to whatever you do, one, don't look at the Carfax. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> when you get under my hood, you're not gonna be happy. Oh I'm just, no. If oh, you no. can lift the hood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, one, one of the things I, I saw this posted all over. It wasn't just on our page. It was on other people's pages. It was on other people's private stuff that I saw uh, on my own Facebook wall. And, you know, a bunch of people were like, well, what's the big deal? It's none of your business kind of thing. It's like none of your business. And that's true. It's really none of my business. Um, I, it's not any of my business that this sure. person is, is, is doing this. But, uh, but they're also publicly doing it, number one. Right. right? So that's number one. Um, so in a way, yeah, you know, it kind of is other people's business because we're, you know, we're all able to see what happens there. Um, but then also I think, you know, do we want to foster a culture where there's a, the, the father is responsible for the virginity of his child and then asks to make sure that it's, you're still a virgin later hmm. on. Is that because so we, weird. in our culture, that's strange in our culture, 
and it's not it might not be strange anywhere else. Like you know, the thing Maybe is, not. like like you know, in arranged marriage societies, that's a big probably a big deal. You know what I mean? Like, make sure that she's not. She hasn't been around anywhere. You got to make sure because if you're going to fucking sell her for a cow, you got to make sure <laughs> that she's worth it. You know, she's worth the cow. Exactly. But how do you check? You go to a doctor and they do what? There, there's no such thing as a virginity test. You keep her locked up for the first 18 years of her life. It's there pretty you go. easy. Right? Yeah. yeah you just go fucking zip tie her legs together exactly. at birth. Fine, like what? Yeah. It's There's no such thing as a virginity. The whole thing is the, the thing that bothers me about that. Well, there's many things that bother me about this. Like it's the idea of owning your children bothers me. Like. That I own my children, I'm responsible for their sex and sexuality, and they have to present to me some kind of uh, quasi-nonsensical medical evidence. The certificate she presents to her father is signed by her doctor. What doctor would sign this fucking thing? What, what I've doctor seen, would you go to? Hold on, though. I've right. seen this movie on the internet. <laughs> That's not a credible doctor. <laughs> A stethoscope does not, a speculum does not a doctor make. That is not a doctor. Also, Look, that doctor was hung like a horse. That's all I'm saying. Are they all like Hung that? like a horse. That's not my a doctor. It almost whinnied at me. I mean, my goodness. And those three kind young ladies were not <laughs> nurses, sir. <laughs> because I've been to the hospital and that's oh, never been my doctor, treatment. Doctor, doctor, hello, nurse. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just so fucking odd. Like, oh, yeah, here, Dad, before I get married, I just want you to know that I ain't never had any cock in me. Like, it's just fucking weird. Nobody's thrown the cock into me. Right. Well, at least not my vagina, but I've taken three in the butt. <laughs> and I fucking gargle semen like a fucking mouthwash. Oh. And the whole thing is just nonsense. The whole thing is nonsense. And it's it comes from this weird Christian worldview, like, that emphasizes the purity of women and emphasizes it specifically over the purity of men. Yeah. Right? It, it, it hyper-emphasizes the purity of women over men as if, like, sex or sexuality somehow sullied or dirtied people. It's sure. Just, it's a garbage philosophy. That's why I won't give it any credence. I won't even allow this, like, you know, oh, well, maybe it's, you know, okay. So, fucking maybe it's your decision. But when you make this shit public, you hold yourself up as a, as a symbol to be emulated Fucking when I have kids, like I have kids, I hope they fuck their brains out before they get married and find somebody they love to fuck. It would be really tragic if they were like, I'm married to somebody I don't like fucking. Yeah, that like, would be awful. Fucking, Absolutely. That sucks for you, dude. Yeah, yeah. Because it's probably not going to work out. It's not going to be fun. Right? Yeah. Want to contact the guys? Go to DissonancePod.com to get links to their Google+, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. If you want to contact them directly, send an email to dissonance.podcast at gmail.com or you can call and leave a message at 740-74-DOUBT that's 740-743-6828 do you want to support the show? go to patreon.com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash dissonance pod or click the link on the podcast homepage and you can donate to the production of Cognitive Dissonance on a per episode basis if you can't spare any money, take a second to give us a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher, or spread the word about the show. We want to send a big, heartfelt glory hole to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock. So this story comes from Right Wing Watch. Uh, this is David Barton again, just making shit up. Teach riflery in public schools to eliminate gun violence and accidents. Seems to me like they would just be more effective with their gun violence. <laughs> it's just like... They wouldn't miss as often. You would think. And so what we used to do was teach responsibilities. Um, 
we own 100,000 documents from before 1812 and tens of thousands after that. And one of the ones I point to is in the 1950s, 1960s, 1970s, I pull off the shelf old PE books that we had in school. And in the PE books in school, we had a chapter on riflery. And we showed students all about how to use guns, how to unload guns, how to shoot hmm. guns, how to create we, indoor ranges. I couldn't even throw a ball in the house throw when I was a kid, ranges. let alone shoot a gun in my house. Mom, I don't want to shoot the gun outside. It's raining. <laughs> Can I shoot my gun inside? Okay, but only if you build an indoor range. That's awesome. I mean, like, I I, I guess you could – I mean, I've been to indoor rifle ranges before where they have, like, a long, you know, area where you could shoot, but then it's like – they got that big burn behind it, but, you know, it's indoor. But it's like a purpose-made place. Yeah, I have to think that's different than, like, your basement, you know, like, I'm going to go down in the basement and just shoot some guns for a while, Ma. (laughs) What? <laughs> Can't hear you over the guns I'm shooting in the basement, Ma. It's like permanent hearing damage down in Hang the basement. Hang on a minute. Let me shoot upward toward the sound of your voice. We talked about gun safety, gun responsibility. Um, I, I, we had such an emphasis on, on that aspect of training and education. You'll find that in the 50s and 60s, gun actions nearly never existed, and violent crime outside of organized crime uh, was just almost non-existent, but we had a high training regimen. Training does not make people less likely to commit crime. That's just straight not a true. Yeah, and I, I took a look on Wikipedia's school shootings site, and from the 1950s through the 1970s, there were 55 school shootings from the 50s to the 70s. It's not a new phenomenon. We've talked about this before. Right. It's not a new phenomenon. The only thing he's suggesting is like people need to like learn how to use their guns. The people who show up to places with guns, it's not like they don't know how to use them. They're not hurling them at people. <laughs> they're, not, <laughs> they're, not, they're, not, they're not like fucking pistol whipping people. Right, they're not them. showing like yeah. sideways, like yeah. pointing them. I don't know how to use this yeah. confounded thing. They don't thing. accidentally shoot themselves in the face. Right, so is he suggesting that like if only we taught riflery in schools, then like we wouldn't have gun accidents in the home? Like, like eight-year-olds who aren't yet in school... Like eight-year-olds who would not yet take riflery until they got to high school and yet have not had this class, they somehow would not shoot each other because they would know that in several years they will be educated on how to use that gun. What I think they're hoping is is that is that the the parents who had the kid had a riflery course and would lock it up maybe or whatever. But it's like I mean like I don't know. I mean I don't know where you're going with this. Yeah, it, it doesn't. Like we're going to reduce gun accident. I get, also like, I don't even believe the gun accidents thing. No, I, don't I don't believe it. I don't know. I, I yeah. tried to look up stats earlier for uh, like the fifties and sixties for gun accidents, and I couldn't find them. Yeah. But you know, I just don't believe it. I'm like, okay, well, show me the stats. Show me how fucking drastically lower it was. Right. Also, show me gun ownership back then. Who owned a gun? How many of them there were? How many were in each house? Show me all this stuff. You know, it's like, don't pretend that one statistic is a thing that, that can that can somehow change my mind. Sure, right. All these things are intertwined. It's not just one thing. It's, you know, it's not just gun violence. It's Gun violence uh, uh, perpetrated in in drug crimes. Gun violence perpetrated in gang crimes. Drug drug uh, gun violence perpetrated in armed robberies, etc. Right. In uh, crimes of passion. And I mean, I mean, can you can you you could separate those out very easily into different categories. It's not like those things are those things are very different ways in which guns are used in 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 crime. Why are they all equal? Why are we always looking at them like they're equal? And then we always have to compare them to home invasions. Uh, why do, why does he eliminate like except for organized crime like well what what is that somehow not important yeah. is this 
Why, why, why do we exclude organized crime? And if we exclude organized crime from the 50s and 60s, are we excluding organized crime through like gang violence? Because that's organized. It's crime, organized, sure. Right? Is that so? Do we exclude that now? Oh no, because that's brown people. You know, so that's that's included. exactly right. It's just it's fucking. It's cherry picking bullshit. Yeah, this whole thing is cherry picking bullshit. And his whole initial comment, like, I got a bunch of old books. Like, <laughs> fucking great story, bro. I got a fucking bunch of books to smell like rich mahogany. Yeah. Whatever, man. <laughs> Fucking spray some sex panther on exactly. that shit, bro. Exactly. 60% of the time, your stats work all the time. In the name of Jesus, we speak that. Uh, so I know who I'm voting for. Cecil. <laughs> wouldn't you have to go? Wouldn't you have to go to Ohio to vote, though? I would, but I'm kind of willing at this oh point. This is from NBC24.com. This is the best picture <laughs> of her. There is a woman named Opal Covey. Uh, her signs, her like, her crazy. She looks crazy as hell. She looks fake. She looks like a Halloween mask. She looks like. She looks like a ventriloquist dummy is what she looks like. She looks like the horrible, like, messed up smash face of a mama-san at a fucking creepy massage parlor. That's what she looks like. You sound like a man with experience. <laughs> <laughs> I'll trust you on this, Tom. <laughs> Go ahead. And her, her like, behind, but like her... her uh, what about her behind? Oh, no. Come on. Hey, you put words in my mouth. <laughs> God damn it. Better than putting something in Mama Son's <laughs> mouth there. Like the, like the the signage for her uh, campaign. God, I got to scroll down. I can't even look at that anymore. <laughs> the signage for her campaign. Want a pot of gold? And then it says dollar signs. Vote Opal Covey for mayor. A miracle worker. So she's evidently blind and deaf because she's the miracle <laughs> worker. <laughs> What I what what is the things that she does? She like speaks in tongues, and do they not have a vetting process? <laughs> They're just like you are too crazy to ride this ride. Like, do they have you know? Because out out here, to, in order to get ammunition, I have to fill out a form that shows I'm fucking not crazy, right? Well, yeah, you have to fill out a form that doesn't show you're not crazy. Where That's you just true. say, I could just say, I totally promise, I'm really promise, bro, crazy. totally not crazy. <laughs> not gonna use this to shoot my wife who just cheated on me, bro. I'm not crazy. The voices say I'm yeah. fine, right? Yeah. No, but at least you have to be sane enough to say no, right? In this, like, what do you just be like? Oh yeah, I just well, I'm can we hear cruise? her? Uh, yes. <laughs> don't don't you sigh <laughs> ungratefully. Okay, so there's a picture of her on the screen. I shit you not, she looks like an angry piggy. She looks she looks like I'm not kidding, come over here and look oh, at all this. All right, I'm coming. All right, I'm coming. I love it. That's where they froze it. These editors, these editors had every ability to move her face however they wanted. They chose this picture of her face where she is squinting and looking. Oh, she looks amaze balls in this she picture. So crazy! I just want everybody to go to this video, and I'm gonna actually. I'm just gonna take a screenshot of it right now. I'm gonna post it on this week's show notes because that's what we gotta do. Oh my god! There we go. I got an image of it. So I've been running 
four times. This is the fifth. But I really actually won uh, the election in 2013. Now, this might be a shock to you, but it's no shock to a lot of people because my votes have been stolen ever since I've been running. Opal Covey believes that in her heart of hearts. She refers to herself as a prophetess and says she's a licensed, ordained minister. I asked her why she chose to run again in 2015. God sent me to look upon the city of Toledo. And so, therefore, I had to go through everything that the citizens went through. Now, 38 years later, I know the city up one side and down the other, and I'm here <laughs> to be mayor of the city of Toledo. <laughs> down On the, the subject of issues, Kobe says potholes are a problem <laughs> and corruption within the city. But what she's become known for is her desire to fill Toledo with tourist attractions. The tourists are never going to go to Toledo! What I, what I love you is... Can, wait a minute, you can fill Toledo with... All of Toledo could be a giant... Fuckable pussy. <laughs> it'd be like it'd be like that children's museum uh, down in down in St. Louis. It'll be like a six-story pussy. Like, <laughs> you could just climb it in like a shoot. You couldn't fill. You couldn't. You could. Now there's nothing you could do. That's gonna drive tourists to Toledo. Are you kidding me? Tourists in Toledo. It's like the size like size sounds like a bad book, like a bad children's book. <laughs> or apocalyptic. Right. Oh my god, there's tourists in Toledo. Oh god, that's amazing. Tourists in Toledo, <laughs> what are you kidding me? You gonna be a fucking you could hand out free meth and blowjobs and you still couldn't get one fucking tourist to go to Toledo. They're like they're like they have like thousand dollar bills they're handing out to people that show up and people are like no man I'm just passing I'm through Toledo no, I don't no. want to get gas in this fucking place are you kidding me <laughs> Jesus Christ in Toledo a tourist are you high oh. you're high in Toledo uh, that's awesome amusement parks that will bring great wealth. Prior to our interview ending, I asked Kobe, as is customary, if there is anything else she would like to add. After pausing, she offered this. Great destruction will come up upon the Papahashataya. Kulia simahai anda holi antia kiko kulia nasai. Ye ma sandala di 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 I see koshantala lololosi. Ye ma sandala di 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 I see koshantaya. Thank you, Jesus. That was a confirmation. If people don't give me what I earned... In 2013, back, and I'm not on that seat. <laughs> we gotta hear that again. <laughs> Thomas Carolyn, she's she's just fucking has a seizure. <laughs> here it is again. Great destruction will come up upon the papa hashataya. Kulia si mahai handa holia ti atiko kulia nasai. Ye ma sandala di 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 si koshantala lololosi. Ye ma sandala di 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 si koshantaya. Thank you, Jesus. That was a confirmation. Thank you for your vote, if Jesus. Don't Here, give me what I earned in 2013 back, and I'm not on that seat in November, then you'll see God coming and visiting the city in the greatest destruction you have ever seen. That's not a tourist. You want. It turns out. He'll come back and fill your potholes. That's a euphemism. Let me fill that pot. Yeah, it's a euphemism for fucking the five-story pussy that's downtown Toledo. <laughs> she seems perfectly electable. <laughs> she sounds like the back masking you did she last She did. Week. She did. 
Oh, that's awesome. I love her. I love her. Uh, uh, want a pot of gold? <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Fair enough. You fucking crazy. I'm the scab, man. <laughs> you want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. It's also from Right Wing Watch. Right Wing Pundits. Bernie Sanders' popularity is a sign of the end times. Um, so Rick Wiles had uh, End Times predictor Cliff Harris on his True News program. And oh. they had some things to say, Cecil. Well, here they go. Here's Rick Wiles right. and uh, his buddy. We're going to be in the most exciting period, weather-wise and otherwise, we've ever seen. And we need leadership in this country, Rick. I know you agree with that. We have no leaders. Absolutely. All they can do is talk about global warming. Even the Pope, what did he talk about? Oh, global warming. We've got to fight climate change. We've got to fight all this stuff. Well, even the Pope's against us. Everybody's against what us. What are you Someone's trying to like do? Like, what are you trying to do? Even the Pope's against us. What are you trying to Are you trying to warm the fucking climate? I, I, is that what you're saying? I don't know. I don't know what his... What do you what do, what do you stand for that he's against? Yeah, right. If you if, if there is no climate change, then they can't fight it. Yeah, right. It'd be like if I said like you know oh they're going to fight the dinosaurs. Fucking there ain't no dinosaurs. Yeah, we're fine. So we're good. We're good. Like yeah. fight fight them all. Yeah, fight everyone you see. It's cool. If you speak in tongues at it, right? Whatever. That's actually how you call the dinosaur in from outside when it's done going to the bathroom. <laughs> Quiet, you're going to get dinosaurs in my house. Cliff, it's because there is a hidden agenda to use global warming to impose global socialism. Way to fucking uncover it, Rick Wiles. Wow. It was a hidden agenda until now, you just fucking, fucking said it, now you you've asshole. Done it. God, Tom, we've been trying to keep this hidden agenda quiet for so long. You can't tell Rick Wiles anything use when you're global, fucking him drunk. Use global warming. <laughs> use global warming to get Rick Wiles in bed. Right? <laughs> That's what this is all about. They'll have to take control of property and eliminate private property rights. Never. Why? It's, it's too much work. Nobody wants to look. Everybody is as lazy as I am. Yeah, that's just true. Yeah, nobody wants to do that. Nobody's like, let me just handle all the property instead of letting all the people handle their own property. Who would do that? Why would I? Why, why would I want to do that? If somebody's like, hey, can you manage all of the properties? Like, I don't want to manage my own. Let I want to outsource all of my work to India already. All of it. There's like a small Indian person doing my laundry, <laughs> cooking for me at night. Like, my wife is upset. I just call India. I'm like, please talk to my wife. <laughs> she seems real upset, mostly about my outsourcing this to India. You have to, you have, to have like a little call center upstairs in your house for all the people that want to complain to you. And if they talk to you, that customer service speak to like... Hello, ma'am. I am to understand that you are very upset about the outsourcing. My um, name is Tim. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hello. This is Bob. <laughs> yeah. They'll have to take control of natural resources. It's all about a centralized global government controlling the activities of every human being on the planet. That sounds exhausting. Oh, my God, does that sound so... Nobody wants... You're right. Nobody wants to do that. So much work. Seven so billion people. Exhaust. I'm exhausted controlling myself. I can't control my dog. Yeah. <laughs> I have a 23-pound dog, and he runs around and he's like, please stop. Oh, fuck it. I don't care. I don't even care. I don't even yeah. care. Fucking eat the baby. I, it's a fucking yeah. fine. He's fucking the couch right now. I don't even care. <laughs> You're just like... Yeah. 
Just finish soon. Just do whatever you got to do. Feel, I literally yeah. can't. You're care. just shaking the couch just a little. Please stop. <laughs> That's what Al Gore and, and all those socialists are after, and they're using the climate as the justification. But the Christians ought to be shouting from the rooftop that this is evidence that Jesus Christ is coming back. Well, and one of the proofs of this is that people are paying attention to a socialist, Bernie Sanders. And I lived under this guy in, when he was in the state Senate and congressman in Vermont. Talk about a liberal, socialistic, extreme left person. Wow, man. I mean, there's your proof. Yeah, wow. And that sounds damning, what he man. just said. Oh-hoo. Socialistic liberal person. I lived under him in the hellhole that is Vermont. <laughs> oh, my God. Remember that time that Vermont was never in the news for anything bad ever? Yeah. Never one fucking time in all of the history of Vermont's goddamn existence. You don't know anything about Vermont. Nobody knows anything about Vermont except for maple syrup. Right. That's it. That's the only thing anybody knows about Vermont. Yeah, I will. Nothing bad has ever happened. And my maple syrup tastes delicious. So you bite your tongue, sir. I will. If it has maple syrup. If it's covered in maple syrup, I'll bite it too. (laughs) Cliff, how many people do you know who took their honeymoon to the Soviet Union? I know. By the way, and also, there's another danger here, and I know you've talked about it. Look at all the ISIS people that are infiltrating all of these refugees. You know, they just beheaded 12 more Christians this past week. Yeah, fucking ISIS is beheading fucking everybody. <laughs> ISIS-, ISIS is like a lawnmower. Over <laughs> they're, there. just, they're, like, they're, they're like that movie where the guy is the lawnmower with the zombies. Just like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Isis like beheads twelve Christians. They probably did it on accident. Yeah. Like they're just they don't give a shit who they behead. They behead fucking everybody with a head. Yeah. They're like like the and they are they behead people at such an alarming rate. Muhammad, I see two people with a head. <laughs> what have you been doing on your I'm sorry, I've been slacking on the job. I've been on Reddit all day. <laughs> That's it. After you behead them, behead, behead yourself. yourself. <laughs> That's right. I mean these guys are can you imagine them getting into the U.S. and we don't have somebody strong to counteract this? Wait, what? What strong to counteract it? What do you need somebody strong in government to counter? You have fucking an FBI to counteract it. You have like anti-terrorism force to counteract it. Fucking President Obama is not strapping on an M60 and kicking <laughs> in doors. You don't need fucking. You don't need Rambo in office. You need a person who can delegate. The fuck? They're already here. I know. But I mean in a big way. Yes. Because they're going to come in a big wave. We allow these people in here. They're going to come in a big wave. We're going to be having horrible problems. I'm going to tell you, if we do not elect in this country in 2016 somebody that's strong, somebody that's godly, a Mike Huckabee type. I'm not saying him, but I'm just saying somebody like that. Like Mike Huckabee? Like who else? Well, like, why wouldn't you just say Mike Huckabee? I mean, there's only like six people that you can pick from right now. Not a Mike Huckabee type. Mike Huckabee is actually running. There's, Why wouldn't you just choose it's Mike not Huckabee? Like, it's not like as we get closer to the finish line, some unknown Mike Huckabee type is going to come man. in and sweep votes away. How, we're kind of down to it right now. How insulting to Mike Huckabee if you're listening to yeah, this. If like, somebody's like, hey, it's like a Tom type, but not Tom. But someone like that guy, but, you know, obviously clearly yeah, better. It's clearly better. Someone who smells nicer. Somebody with personal hygiene. I saw it. Yeah. No. What I, could you imagine Mike Huckabee's face though? Because at first it's like kind of bright up. It's like, oh, they mentioned me, and he's like, oh, <laughs> time to eat my weepies. <laughs> oh, oh. 
If we don't put somebody like that in office, somebody that's a Reaganite, not an Obamaite. Is that a is that a mineral? It What's is a Reaganite. It is you 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 mine Reaganite. <laughs> Just so you you got to go to the Reagan mines <laughs> of Idaho to mine your Reaganite. Well, that makes sense because you can dig them up now. Yeah. <laughs> we need to have somebody strong. If we don't get somebody strong, I believe that we're in for a horrendous period in this country. If people think things are bad now, they haven't seen anything, Rick. I, don't, I think things are fine, generally. Yeah. you got to get somebody strong. Well, I want a president who can deadlift twice his body weight. Yeah, so do I. Minimum. Yeah. I mean, that's like a fucking minimum requirement. I actually think that's how we should choose presidents, through arm wrestling competitions and, like, Olympic lifting. And, and uh, like, a shooting range score. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So, and... Uh, anybody who can wield a sword. They, you know what they got to do? They got to compete in American Ninja. Oh, American well, Ninja make, Warrior. We can make the it. obstacle course for yeah. American Ninja Warrior. Can sure. you imagine Trump running through the American Ninja or Bernie? Well, when, he, when, he, when Trump <laughs> jumps down, though, when he jumps down, he could just use his hair, hair to sort of float down. <laughs> just sort of, he jumps like, poof. <laughs> Dumbo style. <laughs> well, and he lands, no problem. He could actually just hire illegal immigrants to lay on the field and he'll step on their back as he works his way across. He hires two very strong, robust illegal immigrants to carry him up to the top, and then he ejects them on a catapult back to Mexico. <laughs> Bernie Sanders just yells at the obstacle course for half an and hour. And says it's unfair. <laughs> So we want to thank our most current patrons, uh, the ones who just most recently gave money. Uh, we got a groundswell of support again this week. We can't thank you guys enough for this. Um, we're very, very close at this point to our goal uh, as it stands right now. We're only 17 short dollars away, so it could be a chance for us very soon to be making four patron-only shows a year. The moment that that clicks over, we get to 12.50, Tom and I, we're going to come over to Glory Hole Studios, record a nice show for patrons only. Um, and we'll release it uh, as soon as possible. Absolutely. So yep. uh, so we can have a show for you guys. Um, so uh, we want to thank you all. Uh, so first we're going to start with Jacob, Megan, Michael, Catherine, Daniel, Kenneth, Qatar This, Ben, Mindy, Amber, Alexandria, Corky, Satan. <laughs> Thanks, Satan. <laughs> Satan, by the way, donated $6.66. Of course Satan did. Thank yeah. you, Satan. Candace, Malcolm, David, my Australian money is worthless. <laughs> I think that's great. Dave, mad about everything Gav, Scott, Adrienne, Jeff, Emily, Haley, and Janice. Thank you all so very much. Your generous donations go a long way to making sure this show is possible. And we want to thank each and every one of our patrons every week. Um, it, we're just super grateful. Tom, we had a few PayPal donations. We did. Paul and Jason, thank you so much for your one-time or recurring PayPal donations. Again, the show could not go on. Well, it may go on, but it goes on with pizza. Yeah. With you guys. Yeah, exactly. It goes, on, <laughs> it goes on and we get to buy ourselves dinner once in a while. Right. So thank you very much. So we got a message. This is from Scott. And Scott left a message about a, a, a story about uh, 
a Bible page that was fused in steel from 9-11, Tom. Evidently, this firefighter came across this discovery in 2002. Um, evidently, there was a piece found from one of the Twin Towers with a Bible piece fused to it. So a Bible page actually fused into it. And the person was uh, like digging through some old rubble that where they had taken the rubble. It was basically rubble from Tower 2. And there's a – you see a picture of this thing. What it looks like to me is that someone fucking put a little fucking glue on there and, right. and pasted it. Because paper doesn't fuse to things. Yeah. Paper burns. Yeah. Or is just paper. Yeah. It doesn't fuse to steel. How would paper fuse to steel? That's a fucking stupid thing to say. <laughs> it's a stupid fucking thing to say. You know where this is reported on? The Young Conservatives website. There's a picture of the Pope looking at a dude who maybe is pointing to this looking like, the fuck are you pointing at? <laughs> Doesn't he, doesn't he look skeptical as he shit? He does look. He, he just want, He's just saying da fuck right now. Right. He's like, da fuck? He, he, with a pope is skeptical? Yeah. The guy's the goddamn pope. He's not skeptical of anything. Yeah. I mean, he's wearing a capelet right, right. now, for no. Christ's sakes. He's uh, ridiculous. A Bible page was found fused to the I, steel, and I'm supposed to give two fucking shits about that, even if it were true? I know. It's just, it's so, I, I don't believe the people who want to push that myth. Because all it shows is that your God fucking cared more about his book than about the 2,000 people plus who died. It's ridiculous. Even if, like, that's the thing. is like, if it were true and God did it, it would still be mean as shit. It would be super mean. Why would you be like, well, thanks, God. That's real nice of you to save the book for us. We're so happy. I'm sorry Aunt Matilda died, but I'm glad I got this book. Who the fuck thinks that? Right. Oh, thanks for the message. It'd be like if somebody, like, broke into your house and killed your whole family but left you a fortune cookie. Yeah, like, right? You'd be yeah. like... Wait a minute! Are you just fucking? You really want me to say thanks for the fortune cookie? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. How about it. thanks for fucking killing my family, you fucking asshole? Also, I would eat that steel like a fortune. cookie. I would still eat the fortune yeah. cookie. I'd be like, it'd be covered in the fucking blood of my children. I'd still eat it. That's so terrible. We got a great email from Abigail, and Abigail says, "I decided to see what Conservapedia had to say about New Zealand, and found this great example of cognitive dissonance on a talk page. I thought I'd share. And if you just click on this Conservapedia talk New Zealand." It's amazingly funny, all the shit that they, <laughs> they go back and forth. At one point, somebody's like, these stats can't be real for a liberal country. Delete, maybe? <laughs> it's fucking awesome. It's great. I love that you can see all the back and forth. I never knew you could see the back and forth, the I conversations. It's, oh, it's great. So funny. Uh, they should not make this available. Like, do they not know that this should not be available? Is there no... Nobody's looking and saying, we look bad. I know. <laughs> Nobody's paying attention, man. So we got a ton of messages from people when we, we talked about amputees last week. We did. People with limblessism. It was it was just rude and crude, and we 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 were we were tired. Admittedly, it was late, and we were just being awful. Yeah, I mean, all the Stumple Stiltons out there and the Rumple Stumpskins sent us emails. It was just they did. A lot of people did bashing most of their them, faces most, against the keyboard. Most of them were JDF, JDF, JDF. <laughs> but what we did get. Was this one, Tom? I can't. I I don't know if I can pronounce the the, the top, but anyway. So there you go. So this this is from um, this is from Kenneth. Uh, this is a Google Translate from Stumpanese to English. I was deeply offended. You dare not enter. Recommend Stumpers. I typology doctorate. You can clearly write eloquent email like it. You've never seen before. Please died in a fire. 
angry face. There's an angry emoji at the bottom, too. That was great. Thanks, Kenneth. That's tremendous. We got a bunch of other messages for people that just said, like, seriously, it just said JDF or whatever on the top, and then it would just be a repeating of keys. So thank you all very very much. Thanks for for all being good sports about our terrible I know. We we, we didn't get any hate mail, so thank you. We didn't. That's good. Yeah. Uh, we got a message from Casey, and Casey says, I honestly don't understand what's gotten into Shubat's panties in a twist and butthurt. He should be happy that Dahmer primarily targeted gay dudes, given his position that gays are dangerous, right? That's pretty And great. I got to admit, you're right on that one. I, I don't understand why he's so flipping crazy about it. We got a message from Robert, Tom, and uh, Robert just said that he doesn't think that we uh, we talk about Buddhism enough. Yeah, well, we would talk about Buddhism, but we try to find stories that are uh, happening now that are relevant. I mean, we really try to find stories that are less than a week or two old before we cover them. And just to be perfectly frank, there's not a ton of stories about Buddhists behaving badly um, that pops up in any of the news feeds. I'm not afraid to single out the Buddhists when they do stupid shit. Um, It's just that so rarely are they hitting the news feeds that I'm checking. Um, Now, I don't obviously go looking specifically for Buddhist news. Um, and I guess maybe I could make a more concentrated effort to do that. But I think if they were behaving badly in any kind of numbers, they would appear on some of the sites or using some of the keywords that I do check. We got a message from Keith. And Keith said, uh, by the way, just so you know, the GOP teens that we got the message that the, the uh, what kind of gun would Jesus use? And it was a nail gun. Evidently, the GOP teens is a is a parody account. So there's the if you wanted to follow at GOP teens on Twitter, evidently it's a parody account. It's so fucking hilarious. It's very so. funny. Awesome. Interesting question here from Matt. Tom. It says, uh, "I brought this up before. Perhaps you could discuss it on the show. What do you think of the idea of a voluntary death sentence? If a person uh, is guilty and admits they are guilty." If they do not want to spend 50 years in jail at the taxpayer's expense, do you think they should be able to request the death penalty for themselves? And my feeling is absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, the, the, the person who is being sentenced does not get to choose their sentence. They don't get to choose a harsher sentence or a lighter sentence. They're, they are the person being sentenced. They're out of the decision-making process. Right. I'm sorry. It's not. It, so I'm sorry you wanted something different to happen to you, but you don't get to have that choice. Choice-making is part of what's being taken from you. Um, I also think that people can be coerced into uh, making choices you know, toward death that they might otherwise take. I think people um, can be in... Uh, I think people can be uh, mentally ill that are... Um, still fit enough to stand trial and shouldn't be making choices that are life or death decisions. But ultimately, my feeling is this isn't your call. Yeah, You don't get to make this. I don't get to decide after 15 years of serving a sentence that I'm institutionalized and I'd like to serve the rest of my life, please and thank you. When your time's up, your time's up. It's yeah. not your choice. I also think, too, you know, if somebody wants to do that, I, I kind of think that's an easy way out, you know, trying to figure out your life in prison. You know, and and yeah. if it sucks, well, I'm real sorry. Yeah, but, you I, know that's 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 real terrible. But you know, you're in prison. You know, and and it sucks, and yeah. that's what it's all about. So. Made your bed, fucking sleeping it. Yeah, got another message on the death penalty. This is from Michael, and Michael says, uh, "In the latest episode, you talked about the death penalty. You talked about how it it, it can't be just because the revenge base uh, because it's revenge based and because it kills innocent people." I tended to agree with you until I heard this intriguing argument. Presented by the philosopher, YouTuber, something I can't pronounce the name, Siphius Redeemed. 
Um, and then the, the argument says, what if the percentage of innocent people who were wrongly convicted out of all the people executed is in fact lower than the percentage of innocent, innocent people who die serving a life, life prison sentence? Uh, that is, innocent people have a better chance of getting exonerated before their death if they were sentenced to be executed rather than sentenced to life in prison. Given this, is life in prison uh, is a life in prison sentence not less moral than executions? I'm not completely sure, but it's a good case for it. Yeah, and I think this argument is is a little flawed because it's it's based on kind of some uh, some assumptions that that the world would continue as it is today if if we got rid of the death sentence, and I don't think that's the case. What I mean by that, and I've heard this argument presented before, the argument is often like, well, look, people who are given the death sentence. More scrutiny is given to their appeal. They have automatic appeals. They have uh, organizations like the Innocence Project that work for them. And so if you are truly innocent and given a death sentence, it's more likely that someone's going to find out that you're innocent than if you're innocent and given a life sentence, you'll just be locked up and the keys thrown away. Nobody's ever looking again. Well, that may be the case, but if you got rid of the death sentence, I think the people in the Innocent Project would then turn their attention to people with life sentences. Yeah. Right? Um, and, and maybe we should get rid of the death sentence and then say, well, also, we need to say that people with life sentences get an automatic appeal. You know, like. Sure. Like. You have time then. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, there's. It, it, I guess it, it assumes that the system would eliminate the death sentence and then change nothing sure. else. And then everybody and, goes home right, early on Wednesday. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I don't think that that's how justice works. Yeah. We got a message from Che in, uh, in, in, from the U.K., and Che sent us a ton of cool shirt, T-shirt designs, so we're probably going to make a couple of these, Che, and we'll credit you. Thank you very much for sending them in. Um, we're going to change a few of them around because we're going to probably put um, uh, our logo on the back of the shirt, um, but we're probably going to use some of these, uh, specifically uh, some of these that you did. I may be asking you for some, uh, some high-res versions of these. Uh, because our T-shirt company might require it. But thank you very much for making them. They're, yeah, it was really cool. A lot of them are really great. Yeah. We got a message. Um, we got a bunch of people who missed the Woo uh, show, and we had a ton of people. We'll probably do it again. Yeah, it was fun. Because there's a bunch of people who clearly missed. So if you wanted to resubmit later on, um, we may open up that show again to see if people are interested in doing it one more time. Sure. We, you know, there's other things, too. If you guys have topics that you'd like us to talk about, maybe do a call-in show about, let us know. Uh, we can always we can always do those shows. Um, we had a fun time listening last time, and that was a lot of it was a lot of fun. So if you're interested uh, in sending us a message to give us a topic, we, we we'll entertain all the topics. Uh, we did get one message though that we wanted to talk about. Um, this is from Bill, and Bill said uh, he said I used I used to date a woman who was a single mom of a nine year old, a nine year old. I know, dude. That's what stomach churning. She casually mentioned one day. That she still had her daughter's daughter's placenta in the freezer. She hadn't figured out what to do with it yet. She had thought of adding it, adding it to spaghetti sauce or making a smoothie from it. I was very cautious about eating dinner there. You know, if I go out and catch a trout, I'm throwing it out in my freezer after two years. Oh my God, you know what I mean? Like I'm not even going to keep it after that point. Can you imagine nine a nine years. a frost bitten <laughs> nine year old placenta in your freezer? Dude, here's here's the thing. I don't eat human organs. No? Because I'm not a fucking cannibal. That's fucking gross. You could probably make a nice blood sausage out of it. I mean, I would eat I would eat a whole person. Yeah. Like if like a plane crashed or like sure. you know, my bus was stuck or like an elevator paused briefly between yeah, sure. floors. Yeah, yeah. And you know, then I would resort to cannibalism. No problem. If it's like eleven forty five and I haven't eaten lunch yet, 
Yeah. I would resort to cannibalism. Sure. You know, no problem. But generally, yeah. eating human organs is fucking weird and gross. Eating nasty nine-year-old, I don't care if you fucking vacuum sealed it. I don't care if you fucking jarred and canned it. There's no amount of garlic that's going to make that taste no. right. We get a message oh, from show. D, and D says, uh, I need some advice. I saw a scene in a movie the other day, and it disturbed me to my utter core. I'm not usually sensitive to stuff, and I know it was faked for a movie, but I still uh, want to cry every time it pops into my mind. You guys... Uh, uh, have followed some of the most atrocious human behaviors, and I was wondering if you could help me get over it. Uh, what do you have? What do you do when you have something in your head that just won't go away? You know, there's there is bleach you can use. Like, yeah. go to fucking Reddit all and just look at cute puppies for a while. That changes <laughs> my demeanor very often. I'll just look at. I mean, because there is some adorable shit on there. Like, especially like the really heartwarming stuff when there's like a fucking like. Some of the best are like this guy, this guy raised this lion, this two people raised this lion, and then they like let it off in the woods, and then they show like them going out into the woods oh, later, and the lion, and the lion hugs, hugs him. Oh, and just like, it's fucking amazing. You're like the lion hugged him. It's all because that lion because yeah. run, that lion runs after that lion, him for just a minute. I'm yeah, like, is he gonna eat him? He might eat that. He's gonna, he's like, instead, the lion's just, just like, I love you, bro. And he just <laughs> hugs him and he rubs his him. face on him the whole time. It's adorable. It's the best. It's the best video. You know, I would just I, you know get your mind off of it as best you can. Like, there's there's some days. Tom and I do the show and we're like this is terrible awful shit but I'll just go play video games for an hour and it'll help me wash some of that shit out of your head also time helps you yeah, know clearly time, time helps so yeah. um, you know best of luck to you D hope any of that helps go watch it I saw recently too um, there was a deer and a bunny playing I together saw a deer and the bunny. super adorable <laughs> really super adorable too. it's like Bear me a thumper for fuck's sake. You don't even know which one to shoot. Yeah. I'll tell you at that point, I'll just I'll just use the widest choke I can. They're both stew. It's just if you if you if you aim right, it's like shooting two pigeons at one time. Same... You can get them both at the same time. That's a double double. Oh god. <laughs> so <laughs> that's terrible. That leads, that's, yeah. We want to thank Mike Marsh and uh and Andy Wilson for joining us today. Uh check out their podcast, Incredulous and Be Reasonable. Uh, they're great guys. Also, Skeptics with a K. And we'll keep you posted on QED. We're going to be going there. Um, but they're changing the dates. We're not sure exactly what date it's going to be. But when they announce it, we'll be, you'll be the first to know. We'll let you guys know as soon as possible. Um, we're hoping we're gonna hope we're gonna hopefully have a good time over there. They were they sounded excited when they when they heard we were gonna go. They said that we can get coffee for the people who are speaking. So we're excited. That's about very that. kind of them. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna have a good time. I'm gonna have a good time. Whether they like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. 
The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council.